0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Did you all bring your Bibles with you? Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles this morning to, uh, uh, let's see, Romans chapter 8. If you can find that opening in your Bible, we want to welcome all of you that are watching us on Facebook Live, and also on our YouTube channel. Delighted you can be with us. Praise God, we're gonna have a great time in the Lord. Uh, this is Communion Sunday. We'll be uh, having communion together as a church. And so, you know, if you've got something there in the kitchen that you can use as elements representing the body and the blood of Jesus, then by all means, grab that real quick, and uh, uh, a little bit later in the service, we'll be uh, participating together, hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, if you found that in your Bibles there, let's pray together. Father, we love you today so grateful that we can gather in the name of Jesus unhindered and unchecked father we realize that that's not the case in all parts of the world and so for that we are thankful and grateful father we thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus we thank you for this nation In which we live, Father, we pray for those that are in authority so that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We thank you, Father God, for undoing lawlessness and disobedience. We thank you, Father God, for putting a stop to anarchy. And all of the things, Father, that are intended to destroy our country. I thank you, Father, for the Spirit of God. The Bible says, Father, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against it. God, as a church, we ask you, Father, for that standard to be raised against that which is corrupt and evil and wrong and wicked. And we thank you today, Father God, for your divine grace on the church in these last days to keep to protect, to sustain, to strengthen, Father God, to make her a bright and shining light in these last days. And so we thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy, and your divine grace in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, coming up to our election and things of that nature, we are going to be encouraging you and challenging you. We may even have some of our own uh, sessions here at the church where we're having time for uh, prayer for our nation. But even in your own personal and private life, I would really encourage you to set aside time to pray. Maybe even do some fasting and praying. Now, realize fasting doesn't change God. You know, he's the same before you fast, while you fast, and after you fast. The fasting changes you. Are you listening to me? And so, praise God, maybe you want to fast a few meals instead of, you know, going to the restaurant, you're going to stay at home and you're going to pray because our nation needs prayer badly. So much of what it is that you see going on in the world is nothing but a ruse. You know what I mean by that? They're, They're intended to distract and different things of that nature. There's much more Uh, uh, things that are insidious that are going on behind the scenes where our country and our nation, there's so much at stake. And the thing you need to realize it's a spiritual battle. Though we walk in the flesh, we're not warring after the flesh. And thank God the church has been given authority. If she'll pray, did you hear me? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Everybody say pray. pray. Then will I hear from heaven And he said, I will heal their land. But if the church doesn't pray. Now here's the thing you got to understand. Not all churches even know how to pray. But you do if you've been in the church here for very long. Praise God we can pray with authority. We can pray with confidence. We can pray believing. Glory to God. Not a hope so kind of shoot up a flare and hope something turns out good. But find out what the Bible has to say. Praise God. And pray according to it. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I mean, all the time I'm praying, God, I want to thank you for purging our government from godless and wicked men and replacing them with men and women of God, men and women of integrity, men and women who know and love the truth. Hallelujah. And they're there and they're fighting and they need our prayers. Are you listening to me? So church, don't be derelict in this. I mean, set yourself aside and pray. And believe God and we'll have some other things organized here in the month of October that we can come together and pray for our nation because I'm telling you what there's a lot at stake you enjoy your life you just can't sit around and say well you know I hope it turns out okay it's not gonna happen that way it's gonna happen because the church rises up you know the thing you have to understand is is there are so many things in the evil kind of way that are endeavoring to manipulate all of this that you know you need we need God We need his help. We need him to be the one who thwarts the intentions of the devil. And praise God, he'll do it if the church will pray. How many of you believe that? So as we move through this month and even into the uh, uh, next month, you uh, you really want to go there? Sure, why not? You know, this thing was contested the last time around in 2016. And don't you think for one minute that they are not going to contest this next one. The conspiracy that was set against our president and those of his administration is appalling what it is that they did to him and to the family and everybody else that was involved in it. But don't you think for one minute that they're going to sit by and watch this president win this election, which he will, and they're just going to sit by and let it happen. They will not. They started a long time ago trying to figure out how they were going to stop this. Are you listening to me? You'll hear this before it's over with. It's called the Integrity Project. It sounds really good, but it is so evil because it is intended for no other reason than to give excuse to challenge the results of this election that are coming up. It's set on fire of hell. Did you hear me? So, you know, after we get through with the election, you say, you know, Pastor, you were right. How about that? But here's the thing about it. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, he will condemn. This is the heritage huh, of the children of God. He said, our righteousness is of him. So we're going to take a stand in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? And praise God, God is going to fulfill His divine plan and will on the earth. Amen? Don't you think for one moment the devil's going to get by with nothing? Are you listening to me? Oh, he's got intentions, but I'll tell you this much about it, praise God the greater one. Everybody say the greater one. Yeah, El Shaddai, hallelujah. The one who is more than enough. He's going to take care of it. Glory to God. And it's going to be good. Did you all find Romans chapter 8? We've been talking about being Christ-like, glory to God, and so important it is in these last days for us to be just that. Notice here in verse 29, <clears throat> our text that we've been talking about, it says, For whom God did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to into or to the image of His Son. In other words, that we might be like Him. Hallelujah. That he, Jesus, may be the firstborn among many brethren. Notice again with me, if you would please. Notice it says, the people that God you know, foreknew. How many of you know God knows everything? Huh? He knew the day you'd get saved. He knew the day you'd bow, bow your knee and give your heart to him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Amen. I'm glad that you bowed your knee. Not everyone's doing that. But he knows. So he says, those he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed into the image. I tell you what, I'm telling you, God's plan of redemption is so beautiful. I mean, it is so awesome what it is that God has done. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new creation old things are passed away hallelujah i mean that that was an opportunity right there for you to shout and all things have become new glory to god and here's the thing the next verse says and all these things are from god the plan of redemption was god's idea He's the one that initiated. He's the one that brought it to pass. It's such a beautiful, miraculous, powerful kind of plan that hell and no one else can stand against. All these things God has done. And he foreknew that when you gave your heart to Jesus, that you would be predestined to become or built into the image of his son. So what's that mean to you and I this morning? Well, number one, it means, praise God, there is divine destiny on your life. Everyone say yes. Yes. There is a divine destiny. You're not a, a mistake. You didn't just happen to come along. No, there is a divine destiny upon your life as an individual. You know, you weren't some afterthought God knew that when you were conceived in the womb, that by golly, I got a plan for them. Did you know that life begins at conception? Huh? Now, there's a lot of folk in this world that don't want to believe that. But it is, in fact, true. And everyone will stand accountable for what it is that they believe and what they've done. So there's this divine destiny on you. Now, listen. It's there whether you know it or not. Whether you believe it or not. Are you listening to me? And so it becomes incumbent upon it. For example, I'll give you a great example. Salvation is for all. Did you know that? You say, well, how do you know that? Because the Bible says it. In other words, it is God's intention for all to be saved. The scripture says... That this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Glory to God, aren't you glad for that? Who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified of in due time. Woo! Glory to God. I'm telling you, there's coming a day when majesty and glory is gonna be given unto King Jesus for everything that he is. Glory to God. We might as well start early. Yeah. Come on, hallelujah. Now the Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promise, as some would consider it, but is long suffering to usward. Not willing, everybody say not willing, not willing willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. I tell you, there's divine destiny on your life. It begins with salvation. It begins with repenting and calling on the name of the Lord so that you can be saved. And not only that, then the plan and the purpose of God can be fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. You know, you guys, I mean, God's plan for you and your family is to be blessed. Everybody say yes. Yes. I'm telling you, it's God's plan for you and your family to be blessed. Glory to God. All these blessings will come upon thee and overtake thee. I tell you what, I'm, I'm all for the overtaken stuff. If You will obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Guess what? When you obey God, you know, life gets really good. That means that there aren't challenges, but I'm telling you what, His blessing is on you. You know, it's not the will of God for you to be unhappy. It's not the will of God for you to be confused. Did you hear me? Hi, Diane. Welcome back. Hallelujah. she has been in Colorado dancing around in the mountains, you know, and had to come back home. Hallelujah. Anyway, where was I? Before she interrupted me it's not the will of God for you to be unhappy to be confused to be full of care to be deficient or in lack to be sick or to have turmoil in your life that is not the will of God are you listening to me that's not God's plan for you that's not the destiny he has for you hallelujah my life was a wreck until I met him and he said you know what I got a better plan I said I'll take it if you've got a brain in your head you say yes To the will of God and no to the devil, huh? The devil's full of lies. That's all he is. You know, I use this scripture so often, but I can't get away from it. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, the New Living or New International Version. Listen, God's speaking. He says, "I know the plans." Everybody say plans. I know the plans I have for you. Everybody say me. me. Yeah. He said, plans, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope, woo, and a future. Everybody say, my future's bright. I mean, if somebody comes and takes your life, you become a martyr for Jesus. I'm telling you what, the best is just getting started. We don't think of it in those terms because we think within the context of this earthly realm. But I tell you what, praise God, I'm telling you for the child of God, there's nothing but glory. I said glory. I said glory in front of us. Hallelujah. These plans that I have to prosper, not to harm, to give you hope and future. And then you will call upon me and maybe I'll get around to answering you. No, he said, you'll call on me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, declares the Lord. Listen to this. And will bring you back from captivity. You know, there's a lot of people whose lives are total wrecks, and messed up. You know what God wants to do? He wants to show them that he's got a divine plan and a destiny for their life. And if they will follow him, he will take them out of that mess and set them free. Whatever it is. Hallelujah. And you know, we're pretty good at wrecking our lives because we believe lies. The devil's a liar. Are you listening to me? And that's why we're talking about the need to renew our mind to the word of God so that we can get our head screwed on straight. You know, the world's saying all kinds of things about this, that, and the other, and nothing could be further from the truth because, you know, sin brings a curse. When you disobey God, that's what sin is. It brings a curse, and and thank God, Jesus came, and he became our substitute so that we wouldn't have to live under that penalty of sin. Glory to God. You ought to just shout and give God some glory right now. Not tomorrow, right now. Come on. Just thank God for it. Hallelujah. Wake up. Come on. Glory to God. Amen. Don't be some old outfit, you know, some grumpy bump. Come on. Hallelujah. We need some dynamite. Honey, next week, let's bring some dynamite. We'll get something going on in here. Glory to God. That'll shake somebody up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, he became our Passover lamb who sacrificed for us. Come on now. Glory to God. I mean, if Jesus was willing to do that, then you and I praise God how to step up, stand up, take our place, and be the per- people that God wants us to be. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. You don't have to apologize. You know, Paul, he said, I'm not ashamed of the God." What are you doing being ashamed of the gospel? It's the power of God unto salvation. It's the thing that changes people's lives. Amen. Huh? Not social gospel, not some comfort kind of thing, not just whatever makes you happy, not, you know, well, you can do whatever you want. No, you can't do whatever you want. If you do whatever you want, it'll kill you. you say, well, I don't want to hear that. Hey, this, this is my job, this is what I do. I'm sorry. You know, I ain't got nothing else. Somebody ought to tell you the truth. The world is full of lies. Are you listening to me? Destiny, the destiny or God's plan that God has for you is good. Everybody say, yes, it is. is. It's good. And if you want to see his plan realized in your life, then you have to start thinking and believing like he does. Well, you know, I don't know about that. Well, forget about what you don't know about that. Just believe him. You know, throughout the scriptures, John's theme in John's gospel was to believe. Believe, believe, believe. All these things are written so that you will believe. Huh? The God of hope bless you in all believing. The problem that people have is they don't believe. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, guess what? The Bible says that the nation of Israel didn't enter into God's promised land, the promises he had for them, because of unbelief. The Psalms tell us that they limited the Holy One of Israel. Because of what? Because of unbelief. Sometimes you've got to take your brain and shut it off. You say, well, that doesn't sound like it's very wise. In some cases, it's very wise. Because if you listen to your human reasoning, it'll talk you out of everything. We just got done singing and he's a miracle worker. God does miracles. Well, I don't believe in miracles. Well, then you're out. Okay, go sit in the car. Hallelujah. Because God wants to do something in your life if you will believe him. And change, of course, the way that you think. We have to believe and think like he does. Listen. Don't let the world around you, are you listening to me? Don't let the world around you define who you are or who you're going to be. That's exactly what's going on right now. Don't let them define who you are or who you're going to be. Let God be the one that determines that. Don't let past mistakes and misfortune define you. You know, these are things that maybe happen to you, but they don't define who you are. Are you listening to me? You can park there if you want to, or you can move forward. Huh? You can stand up on your feet and say, hey, man, we're going to the promised land. I can't help what happened. But I sure enough can do something about what's in front of me. Are you here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the one that's going to determine that, not, not circumstance, not other people, not your job, not me, not anybody. You are. Because God has a divine destiny for you. And you've got to say yes to it. Are you with me? I mean, I'm telling you what, he's shown us what, what kind of a family, a home we can have, and you've got to say yes. All of the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen to the glory of God. But sometimes you got to fight for it. That's why the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because we win. Yeah. Amen. But if you let unbelief and doubt, you know, creep into your lives and let some kind of weird kind of voice start talking to you and people, your neighbors, well, you know, that's not what the Bible says. What do they know about it? Amen. They don't even know God. And they're telling you what he says. Come on. You know, right now, you know, they got all these little cliches, you know, they got the cancel culture, you know. Well, it's real. But here's the thing. Why would I accept what the world thinks when God has given me free moral agency and freedom in him? But they're trying to get me to think the way they do, and I don't think that way. And you shouldn't either. They say you're a xenophobic. What's that mean? You're afraid of other people of other ethnicities or countries. I'm not afraid of them. They call you homophobic. And so what they do is they try to, uh, I have a word for this. I just have to think about it. Uh, <clears throat> All right, Bill, come on, help me out here. They, they, they uh, stereotype you. Well, you're this, you're that. No, I'm not either. I'm not afraid of a homosexual. But that's what they do. They say, well, you're, you're just afraid. No, I'm not afraid. But I also don't accept the lifestyle. We say, well, you don't love. Yeah, I do love. But if you're asking me, if you're defining love as being one who is going to condone uh, wrong behavior, I'm out. Okay. And I didn't make the rules, okay? Well, you know, that church. No, it's not that church or that preacher. No, it's not the preacher, it's God. You say, people aren't going to like you. Dude, they have been liking me for 45 years. Why should we start now? Are you listening to me? Somebody needs to tell people the truth. You know, when President Trump, you know, shut the doors on the country, they called him a xenophobic. You know, when he talked about a China virus, they said, you're racist. So they put these tags on you. Why? To silence you. It doesn't make any difference what you say. If they don't agree with it, they're going to put something on you, and they're going to try to minimize your voice. Are you listening to me? You say, really? Yeah, really. You know? And there's so much. They come up with these terms. Right now, I just heard here last week, they don't want you to use the word riot anymore. How many of you heard that? They got another name for it. They don't want to use the word riot. This has been going on for decades, you guys. They don't want you to call it like it is. Are you with me? And so our kids, my God, our kids, they don't know whether they're coming. They don't know what to believe. Are you listening to me? And so parents, I'm telling you, tell them what's right. Look at this verse of Scripture with me. You got time? You're going to have to read it up here unless you got an English Standard Version, okay? But let's look at this verse with me. This is the Apostle Paul. How many of you believe that the Spirit of God was on this guy? How many of you believe that the Bible is the Word of God speaking to us, huh? Holy men of God wrote as they were swept along by the Holy Ghost. Notice what he says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness or godlessness and wickedness of people, now listen, who suppress the truth. And I tell you, there's a whole lot of that going on right now. By their wickedness. You know, the Bible says this, you can write this down in Isaiah 5 and 20. It says this, woe unto those Who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them. And I tell you what, man, you hear it all the time now. Whatever is good, they say, no, that's not good, that's evil. And whatever is evil, they say, no, that's good. You know, the Bible refers to the devil as the accuser of the brethren. Interesting designation. Huh? Because he he oppresses and suppresses and comes against all righteousness. And he's got a lot of cohorts out there that are working. So anyway, going on in our, our reading here in Romans, notice it says, it says they suppress the truth by their wickedness, since by what? they are say, since what may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that the people are without excuse what's that mean dude all you got to do is look around in nature and you know that god exists huh it goes on then, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking was futile and their foolish hearts were darkened, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Yep. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images to made look like or to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their heart to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not like or think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, a mind void of judgment. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know straight up from sick Hallelujah. So that they do what uh, ought not to be done. They become filled with all kinds of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossip, slanders, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. And although they know God's righteous decree that those that do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. It's a sad commentary. I said it's a sad commentary. And the thing of it is, is, you know, you say, well, I came to church to be edified. Well, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of truth that needs to be thrown out there so we can get edified. Are you listening to me? Some of these things that people are doing, listen to me, they are not okay. And I didn't make the rules. God did. But it's no different, you know, than a person that gossips, people it's full, or a person that's full of anger, I mean, sin, sin, doesn't make any difference. I mean, we don't have to qualify it, you know, in some kind of context. But what I don't want to have happen is, is that we think that this is acceptable. You know, we're going to run their flag up the flagpole so that everybody can say that we receive them. You know, well, we receive them, but not on their terms, on his terms. Are you listening to me? So, you know, the next time you come into a situation like that, you know, you don't have to be all snarky about it. But you just got to say, you know what, I don't believe that. Just say, no, I don't believe that, you know, and then let it happen. You know, I tell you what, man, sin and corruption will make you crazy. You say, well, you're a judge. You know, you're a bigot. That's the other thing. See, you know, they want to tag you, baby. And I'm neither one. I'm not the judge and I'm not a bigot. I didn't make the rules. God made the rules. Are you with me? But they don't want you telling them that. And they don't want you telling the world that. Am I in the right house? And again, I'm not their judge, but I'm telling you, somebody needs to stand up and say, you know what? This ain't right. A few years back, we had somebody that couldn't decide whether they were a girl or a boy. And the whole school system rolled over. It made me so mad. I tell you what I wanted to spit. And then they bring an attorney in and basically they sit, sit down with a small group. They don't tell too many people about it because they don't really want to deal with it. And they have this attorney say, really, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, whatever. So they spend tens of thousands of dollars to make accommodation for one person who can't figure out what their sexuality is. And then now they're gone. It's wrong. And you know why? Because they don't want to get sued. It's all about their liability. And while the world and 95% of the people, they believe that they think the same way, but they're not saying anything. And so our schools go to hell in a handbasket. Say, wow. Yeah, wow. This stuff is being shoved down our throat. Are you listening to me? So the church needs to get her voice back. My mailing address is P.O. Box 195, Oakland, Iowa. Send whatever you want. I don't care. Your kids will thank you for it. We're standing up. You know, some people say, well, you know, so what am I supposed to do? I'll tell you what to do. Resist it. Resist it. Don't pet it. Are you with me? Woo! Glory to God! Well, let's turn that a little different. You know, like I said, if you want to see God's plan realized in your life, you've got you to gotta start thinking like He does. But the world around you is trying to get you to think like them. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think like God thinks. Amen. I don't believe that. I believe the Word of God. I believe that God is righteous, that He's just, that He's good. And that he has good things for everyone who will obey him. If you don't want to obey him, you're in trouble. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know? (laughs) You know, God doesn't think like we do. Well, you know, now, can't you be? No. Uh Uh-uh. God's not weak. God's not afraid. Are you listening to me? Huh? He doesn't have thoughts of condemnation. You know, none of that. You know, we use the scripture. and I don't have time to get there today. But in Isaiah chapter 55, he said, my thoughts aren't like yours. My ways are not like yours as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. So we really need to learn to think the way he does. Amen. And not allow ourselves, you know, to be brought down. How do you think? It's a good question, isn't it? How do you think? about this or about that. Well, you know, I just don't know. You should know. You should know. You should find out, you know, what you think about stuff. Well, what do you think? No, I didn't ask you about my, what I thought. What do you think? You say, well, you're just being hard. What you don't realize, dude, is you're the frog in the kettle and they're turning up the fire. You don't even know it. Totally. you're The blind leading the blind and they're all going to end up in a ditch. But thank God somebody can take the bloodstained banner of Jesus and raise it higher. Lift Jesus higher and tell him, praise God, there's a place of refuge. There's a place of strength and comfort and healing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And praise God, your life can be blessed because of him. Instead of all the rest of it. You probably won't read or have any media outlet tell you what I'm telling you today. Guaranteed. The Bible is God's thoughts. Huh? The Bible is God's thoughts, and His thoughts are different than ours. And you can't find the will of God unless you change the way that you think, because the world around you doesn't think like God thinks. They think in terms of fear. They think in terms of greed. They think in terms of lies. They think in terms of law. They will tell you anything. They will lie to you. I mean to tell you. Are you listening to me? Hmm. Look at Psalm 1. Listen to this. Turn over to Psalm 1. Y'all glad you came today? Yes. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's preaching to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know when uh Nazi Germany was invading, I think it was Austria. No, it may have been Germany itself. There was 15,000 evangelical preachers at that time. And they were demanding that those preachers pledge their allegiance to Hitler. And you know what? 14,200 of them did it. You say, is it all coming to that? I don't know what it's coming. Well, Jesus is coming. That's what I know. But I tell you what, saint, child of God, you're going to have to take a stand. Are you with me? You say, well, that makes me afraid. You don't have to be afraid of nothing. Huh? God said, fear not. I'm with you. Are you with me? But you are going to have to take a stand. Psalm 1 verse 1. What's that first word? Say it again. Say it one more time. Could you do it a little louder? Blessed. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful or those who scoff. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. I tell you what, a guy could get blessed just reading the Bible. But his delight is in the word of God, and in it does he meditate day and night. What's going to happen to that person? They're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth their fruit in their season. Their leaf also will not wither. I'm telling you what, when it gets hot in the kitchen, baby, you're going to look good. Huh? And whatever he or she does is going to prosper. Why? Because they make the word of God their delight. Are you listening to me? And you don't listen to the world around you. Notice there's a progression in this. It says the person who doesn't walk, who doesn't stand or sit. And that's what happens. You know, you're walking down a road, mind your own business. The devil comes along in the world and says, hey, you know what? That's not true. You know, this doesn't work. I don't know what you're thinking about there. How come? You know, and you're still walking, but all of a sudden you stop and pause and now you're standing. Before it's over with, you look for a park bench and you're sitting down and you become a scoffer where the things of God are concerned, where the word of God is concerned. People mock the Bible. Listen to me. They ain't going to be no mocking when they end up in hell. Are you listening to me? You know, for all of the things that are going on, there's an account going to be given for each and every person. You have all these celebrities and they're out there mocking the church and mocking people. They won't be mocking you when they're in hell. It's it's sobering. Yes, it is. But somebody needs to stand up and say, Nobody's speaking. Are you listening to me? Well, don't you think you'll get in trouble? I might. I don't care. I'd rather tell you the truth. If I can help you and your kids to live and fear God, then I don't care. Well, you know, it's just, you know, you know, you could, can't you be nice about it? Some things, there's no nice way to put it. When Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, the religious people of his day, he says, I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. Was that nice? I mean, he, 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 he nailed their hide to the wall. And I'm not, and I'm not suggesting to be adversarial. Are, are you with me? Man, I went to church last Sunday morning, man. And I'm telling you what, the pastor incited a riot. I'm ready to fight. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to take your stand when people oppose the truth. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, lest preadventure God will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by Him at His will. That's what's happening. They can mock you all you want, all they want. But I'm telling you what? There's a day of reckoning, and somebody needs to know. I think about it all the time. When these politicians are standing up there talking, and I think about the Scripture where the Bible says that hell is moved to meet them at their coming. You know, there's a heaven to gain. And there's a hell to shun. And that's real. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. You say, well, my kids are in here. We're having communion. Your kids need to hear it. Nobody's told them the truth. They, they get browbeat. They get shamed. They go into these school systems, and, and everything is whatever they want. And if it's not bad enough in high schools, wait till they get to college. No, you're going to think the way we think. And you say, well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to think the way I think. Well, a lot of things happen when you don't think the way that the world thinks. You know, you get outcast, you get all of that. But I'm telling you what, God will make it up to you. I said, He'll make it up to you. I said, He'll make it up to you. He'll make it up to you. Praise God. He said, You'll be the head only and not beneath. Huh? Come on, you'll be the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Well, so where are we? <laughs> Here, here's something you need to know. You'll never know the right way to think about things until you renew your mind to the word. Amen. You know, how does, how does God think? How do you think? How do, how, do, how, how do you think about things toward God? How do you think about things toward the church? There are a lot of people that are out there, they're mad at the church. Mind the right house? You know, and sometimes, does the church make mistakes? Probably. Most likely. But you know, at the, on the other hand, I mean, if they're out there and they've, they're offended, and, then they're wrong. They didn't get it fixed. Are you with me? Yep. Huh? Well, I'm going to love them from a distance. Yeah, that's, that's good. What are you going to do with that Scripture that says not to forsake your assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, and so much the more as we see the day approaching? Well, you know, I can can serve God, and I can love God, and I can pray to God just as much at home. That's an excuse. Thanks for your enthusiasm. It is. You got an issue that you haven't dealt with. You say, well, I don't want to hear that. I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. I told you that on the front end. That's my disclaimer. I don't care. If you're offended, you have a problem. Jesus said it was impossible that offenses wouldn't come. Huh? You talk about unforgiveness, you know, you, you know, say, well, I've got a right. Nope, you lost them, baby. Huh? When Jesus went to that cross and he died for you, you lost your right to be offended or to live in unforgiveness and all the rest of them. How often should I, how often should I forgive my brother? You know, like seven times? Jesus said, why don't you multiply that times 70 and get over it? move on. Y'all awake? Y'all glad you came? Say, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Well, neither did I, but it's all right. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I want you to look at this verse of Scripture with me. Come on. Look at Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. Hallelujah. Everybody say it together. I'm like a tree planted by the river of water. I bring forth my fruit, my leaf does not wither, and whatever I do prospers. Glory to God, isn't that an old happy day? Isn't that a good report? Yeah, no, things are going great, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Well, look at this scripture. I want you to get this down on the inside of you because it'll help you. See, here's the thing, you know, you guys listen to me. Your heavenly Father is someone you can believe Wow. Yeah. He said, no word of God is void of promise and fulfillment. Not one of them. He said, I watch over my word to perform it. Huh? So I'm going to give you a word from heaven today. Okay. You're going to like it. Okay. Now, now let me say this again to you. Your father, everybody say my father father. is someone I can believe. You can believe him. Yeah. Woo! Here it comes. You ready? Isaiah 41, verse 10. Notice what it says. This is King James. Uh, well, put it up there for me. Oh, it says fear not. In the King James it says, fear thou not. In other words, don't you fear. <laughs> Listen, why? For I am what? With you. With you. Don't be dismayed or discouraged why for I am your God everybody say he is is. My my God hallelujah so I don't have to be afraid and I don't have to be dismayed I don't have to be discouraged because Chris Wallace gets on television and tells me all kind of bad news huh I don't have to be afraid because Don Lemon gets on television and has all kind of bad news and twists, and subverts, and distorts, and lies. Huh? I don't have to. I can be happy. Everybody say, I choose choose to be happy. Glory to God. Whoa, I tell you what, praise God, there's coming a celebration, man. Glory to God when all authority and all rule is put under the feet of Jesus. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. The devil's day is coming, baby, and he knows it. So let's go on reading this verse of Scripture here. Fear not, for I am with you. Everybody say, he's with me. Yeah, do not be dismayed or discouraged, because I am your God. Woo! I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. You know, evidently, those three Hebrew uh, boys must have got that verse. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, because when they said, we want you to bow down to our way of living, they said, no, nope, ain't going to do it. Yep. Not going to bow, not going to burn. And even if we do, we're not going to bow down. And so, you know, Nebuchadnezzar got all riled up and turned that thing up. And all of the soldiers that had to take him, they were all smitten and killed. Burned toast, you know, crispy critters. And they walked down into that fire. And the king looked down in there and there wasn't three, there was what? Four. There was four. Like unto the Son of the living God. Why? Because he was with them. He strengthened them. He upheld them. Glory to God. And he'll do the same thing for you. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. Jesus is coming again. People say, well, we'll see about that. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. Glory to God. You know, here's the thing. and I got to close. But, you know, quite often, his thinking <laughs> is contrary to our existing circumstances. Yep. But you know what? He likes to change yep. our existing circumstances for the better. Yep. Hallelujah. Amen? Got, got time for one more verse of Scripture? Yeah. Okay. There's about six verses in this one Scripture. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, look at, look at Mark chapter uh, 4 uh, as we close. Praise God. Everybody say it together. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord that you've given me, faith. You've given me faith. I have faith. I have faith. You have dealt to me, dealt to me a measure of faith. of faith. And I thank you, Lord, for my, for my faith. Glory to God. Look at this with me, if you would. Mark chapter 4. And uh, let's start with verse uh, 35. And the same day when the even was come... Jesus said to his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. Now why is that important? Because these guys have just heard the word of the king. And when he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, I will never fail you, I'm telling you, you're hearing the word of the king. Okay? He said, let's go to the other side. So let's go on reading. Hallelujah. Verse 36. And when, uh, when the disciples had sent away the multitude, they took Jesus, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And when he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, they awoke him, and they said to him, Master, Carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said to them, (laughs) Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no, what is it? Faith. It's a powerful story. You think this really happened? Absolutely it happened. He said, let's go to the other side. Now, what's unfortunate is that one of the guys, Peter, whoever, John, don't make any difference. You know, when all this came up, one of them didn't get up there in the front of that boat, just like Jesus did and said, Jesus said to go to the other side. Now, peace, be still. They hadn't gotten that revelation yet. Matter of fact, freaked them out when Jesus stood up and did it. So he rebukes the storm and it ceases. And they say to themselves, who is this guy that even the wind and the sea obey him? But you know what? He's not done rebuking. No, he turns to them and he says, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, you know, I don't know about you, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Don't you think they got a kind of a legitimate concern here? But something within the character of God in the character of Christ challenge them to use authority in their situation to change it guess what God wants you to do the same thing he said whosoever shall say unto this mountain be removed be cast in and not doubt in his heart believe those things i'm telling you when the devil shows up praise god you need, he's talking to you all the time you talk to him In Jesus' name, cease! Silence! These things are real, you guys. You didn't come to church just to hear a social gospel, did you? Come on. I know you didn't. But I'm telling you what, the devil shows up, praise God, you better get on your horse. Remember when we were raising our kids? You know, our kids would take sick. I tell you what, man. I mean, the lion of the tribe of Judah would rise up on the inside of me, and I'd go up. We'd go up in that bedroom. We'd lay hands on them kids, and we'd say, "You are not going to do this to our children," in Jesus name. And we'd stay there till he left. You know, you don't. You, it's not this pussyfoot kind of, "Well, God, if you can do something," you know. No, he's done all he's going to do. He gave you authority. Are you listening to me? Sometimes you guys use your will. Well, you know, you know it may not be the will of God. If you don't know what the will of God is, find out from the Bible so that you can use your will, huh? Some of you, you got kids. You know, they're going stupid on you. Don't let the devil have your kids. Stand in the gap. I saw it for a man or a woman who would stand in the gap and make up the head. You be the person. Yeah. Say I don't care what it looks like. I love you and you are not going to hell. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when people get, I, you know, gosh, here we go. <laughs> you know, when people get uh, a certain age, they have to be responsible for their own actions. Yeah. You can't fix their life for them. Jeremy? And what happens is the devil comes and says, Well, you're such a failure. You know, your kids this, your kids that, you're this, you're that. I mean, you know, and all of these things. Like you had something to do with it. Now, in some cases, yeah, they grew up in a jacked-up, messed up kind of world. But even at that, that's no excuse for you to behave badly. And the reality is, is every one of us have to stand before God and give an account. Are you with me? Huh? I've shared this before, I'll share it again. Because parents come under this condemnation, and they live under guilt. And I'm telling you what, that's not God. It's just like being confused. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. So if you're confused about the situation, stop being confused. And I've, again, I've used this before. You know, people, they say, well, where did I go wrong? What I, you know, where did, I, where did I miss it? This, that, and the other, and whatever. Well, God, on one occasion, an individual, Jack Hayford, was actually the person because he had a family member. He had like 54 people in their immediate family, and two of them were not living for God. One was an openly uh, gay, homosexual pr- uh, woman and different things. And, and he, he's praying. He's going down the 405 in California, driving home, saying, God, what did we go, where, did, where did I go wrong? I, I don't know. 52 out of 54 is pretty good average. But you know what? He cared about the two. Yeah. And so he's asking God. He's praying. And he's asking about these two. And God speaks to him, and he said, where did I go wrong with Adam? And, you know, that gave him reason for pause. And then God spoke to him and said, where did I go wrong with Israel? The Bible talks about God being a father to them, or a a husband to them. And yet they, they ran off and, you know, did bad things. And then finally, the Lord spoke to him and he said, where did I go wrong with Lucifer? Yeah. So you've got to understand that when it comes to your kids, they have choices. And it's not your fault. Okay? So don't let the devil, and this is a word for someone here this morning, don't let the devil beat you up because they've decided this that or the other some of them you know they go off to college and they get influenced by the world and all of a sudden your child metamorphically changes into some some other person and you know it's it's so disparaging i mean it's so discouraging You know that this would happen to them well what can you do you can do a lot of things i tell you mom dad glory to god you've got an audience with heaven and i tell you you can stand in the gap you can break the power and and i'm telling you that if you will believe god and you'll just say god i am not going to let go of my seed And they are blessed in Jesus' name, and I don't care what they do, what they say, or nothing else. I believe you, Father God, to intervene, send laborers into their path, Father God, help them to see. Father, I ask you to give them eyes to see. Pray in other tongues. Glory to God, get right in the middle of their stuff. Glory to God, make them so unhappy. Our middle son, Greg, I tell you what, he couldn't sin and have fun at it if he tried. And he'll tell you, you know, because he'd be out there, you know. The problem with Greg, for those of you that don't know him, he is the most gregarious. I mean, he can fit in any crowd, and that's a problem. And so he'd get out there, you know, but I, I, you know, what was the statement that he made to us that one day? He said, no matter. Yeah, he said, no matter what I did, I didn't have peace. Why? Because the hounds of heaven, baby. Are all over that. And now that man, that man is, has sowed his whole life into helping people find their lives in Jesus Christ. All in. And doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. Don't give up on your kids. Stinking devil. He's such a liar. Are you listening to me? So, that's all I got, Jeff. You know? I hope you're glad you came. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I I could talk forever, but that wouldn't do any good. (laughs) It might help, but, you know, whatever. Let's see. What do I have here? I, I just checked my notes here. Yeah, okay. Get your communion things out. Let's take communion together. Can you whip it open for you? Yeah, whip it open for me. Anyone that does not have one that needs a communion uh, set, please let us know. We'll, we'll make sure you get one. We come to this table. Jesus said, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim His death until He comes. We refer to it as the Lord's Supper. It's not the church's. It's His. And He invites us. Hallelujah. And the thing we need to understand is is that Jesus Christ went to the cross to give you and I freedom. It was for freedom that Christ came so that you and I could live. And, you know, if you're bound by worry, if you're bound by unforgiveness or anger, or if you're bound by some, you know, sexual addiction or something of that nature or drugs or whatever, I'm telling you what, he wants you to be free. And you can claim it. You can take it today. You don't have to wait till next week or, you know, when all the stars line up, you can just take it right now. Why? Because it belongs to you, child of God. And he wants you to have it. Those of you that are worrying about your kids, today is a great day to get rid of all that. And cast all your care onto him because he cares for you. Hallelujah. So freeing. And the devil hates it. You know, how can you be so free? How can you, don't you worry? No, I'm not worried about anything because, praise God, the greater one is on my side. Amen. Maybe you've been afraid about this, that, or the other. Today is a good day to claim freedom from fear. Are you listening to me? Maybe you need healing in your body. Might as well have it right now. Take it. Claim it. Receive it. You know, I don't have time to get into this, but one of the biggest problems that people have is they don't receive what it is that heaven has for them. Because we don't know how. Well, praise God, it starts by just saying, Father, I receive. I receive. My need met here today. I thank you for taking whatever it is that's my problem. I thank you, Father, that Jesus came as a sacrifice for me. He went to a cross and died so that I could live. And I want to receive that today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name that's above every name, we're so grateful, Lord, that we could come together today to this table. And, Father God, to recognize the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. We hold within our hands that which represents his broken body and his shed blood. And God, we're so grateful because, Father, he made a way where it was impossible for us without him. And so, Father God, we acknowledge the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and we say thank you. We acknowledge that he is the one who took our place and became a ransom for us and for our sin. And so, Father, we thank you for the broken body of Jesus. We thank you that he bore upon his back those stripes so that by them we might be healed, spirit, soul, and body. And, Father, we thank you for it today. Father, we take that healing in our life right now. You may partake of the bread. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father, for your crimson blood. Thank you, Father God. Because, Father, it not only hid our sin, it washed our sins away. And we thank you, Father God, that only by your power is that possible. To no longer, Father, have sin consciousness, but to be children of God, knowing that you are our Father and we are your children. God, we thank you for this access today. We thank you for the peace that comes from knowing that we are yours. And Father, in all of the tumultuous, perilous things that are going on in this world, we're so grateful, Father, that we can look to you and live in peace. And so, Father God, I thank you for your preservation power to keep, to uh, sustain. Father, to bless, to make a way as our miracle worker where there is no way. And Father, we thank you because it's all because of this cup that we partake of today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. amen. You may partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your heads with me for just one moment? I think we're pretty much amongst our own, but if perhaps there's someone here you've never asked Christ to come into your heart and be the Lord of your of, of your life, and especially those of you that may be watching either on Facebook or YouTube, if you've never asked Him to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life, this is your opportunity. The Bible says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's not a matter of fate, it's not a a matter of predetermined who's going to heaven, who's not. It's your choice. And the Bible says that if we will repent of our sin, ask him to forgive us, that he will come and make his home in our hearts. And so if you're here or perhaps watching and you've never made a decision to receive Christ, you can do that today. For those of you that are here, if that be your case, could you just slip up your hand wherever you're at and say, I want to know Jesus. Anyone who does not, know Him as their Savior. Praise God. I'm going to pray this prayer because there may be those that are watching, you know, um, uh, by internet. And I want us all here in the church to pray together with me. If you would follow me in this prayer. Those of you that are out there, if you've never prayed this prayer, this is your opportunity. Just let it come right out of your heart before God. He'll meet you right where you are. Say this with me, church. Dear Heavenly Father, Father, I I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I receive the salvation that is available to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you're there um, and have watched and prayed that prayer, we would love for you to contact us You know, you can go to myfc.info or you can go to the fellowship, thefellowship.church, our website, and you can leave us a message. We, We would love to get in contact with you and talk with you about the decision that you've made. And so we hope that you will do that. We've got some material we'd love to put in your hands to help you get started in your relationship with God. And so if you would, it would, I mean, it would delight us. So God bless you. If you are that person, we congratulate you in this decision today. Hallelujah. So, I don't know about you. I'm glad we came to church. Amen. We're going to go ahead and receive our morning offering. So, if the usher.